have had the proper number of passengers, and I would have ended up walking around an airport parking garage in Baltimore looking for my car and eventually reporting it as stolen. We've located your car, sir, the police would say. The thieves left it at an airport garage in Spokane. I have a lot of trouble finding my car. A few weeks ago, I came out of our local library and checked every space in the parking lot, my standard ritual, and my car wasn't in any of them. Just as I was about to report it as stolen, I remembered that I'd walked to the library, not driven. My wife, Bun, doesn't like me to go out alone anymore. Once I returned home from work, hung up my coat, dropped my briefcase on the floor and walked into the kitchen. Bun was at the stove cooking supper. She seemed different. You're home early, she said, without looking up. She sounded different, too. Oddly, she appeared much taller than she had that morning. Then she turned around. There was a strange woman in my house cooking supper. We went through the usual leaping and yelling and fainting at each other that occurs on such occasions, until at last recognition dawned, she being the wife and mother of the family to whom I had sold our house the previous month. It was an exhilarating and memorable experience for both of us, and I know it considerably enriched the lady's conversational repertoire of humorous anecdotes because I heard the story repeated around town for some years afterwards. It's that sort of thing that can easily give rise to a mistaken impression in a person's community that he possesses certain peculiarities. No one seemed to believe that the fault lay with my car, which, forgetting we'd moved, returned to the same old garage it had been using for the previous five years, and deposited me at a house that was no longer mine. Stupid car. During a hunting trip in the wintry mountains of Idaho, I injured my leg in a fall through a tangle of fallen trees. It soon became apparent that I wouldn't be able to make it to the rendezvous with my hunting companions, so I did the only sensible thing. I built a lean-to and a fire and prepared to spend the night out. Every year people die in the woods because they don't have enough sense to follow this practice. I was perfectly safe and comfortable and enjoying the experience, except for the occasional sounds of Sasquatches passing by. About two o'clock in the morning I was found by a search-and-rescue team out of Bonner's Ferry, Idaho. Local weekly newspaper headline, Lost Pat McManus, Saved by Searchers, Fakes Leg Injury. That headline could just as easily have read, Seriously Injured Pat McManus, Using Expert Woodsman Skills, Saves Own Life Against Impossible Odds. But no, the headline writer had to contribute to the legend of Pat McManus as inept person, lost person, absent-minded person. Once one becomes a legend, it's impossible to outlive it. I've always wanted to become a legend, but this isn't the one. People are always rushing to my aid when I'm not in trouble. 
They seemed to relish rescuing me. If you were to believe the stories, I've been rescued by approximately 5,000 people. Once I was standing at a candy vending machine with nothing more on my mind than trying to choose between a Milky Way and a Snickers. A woman I scarcely knew came up to me and put a hand on my shoulder. I don't know what's troubling you, she said, but it can't be that bad, dear. Sometimes problems can just seem overwhelming. Let's go have a cup of coffee and talk about it. What could I do? Tell her my only problem was choosing between a Milky Way and a Snickers? I went and had coffee with her and made up a cock-and-bull story about an identity crisis or some such thing. After we'd talked, she said, Don't you feel better now? I said yes, and I did.